And we're live. Um, so we are fresh off the back of our doping video. Yeah. It, it, it's funny, like, you know, so you're only as good as your last play, right? In, right. In terms of like YouTube and stuff. So you, you have your, your, I hate using the word fans. You have your supporters or yeah. your watchers, your, your viewers. I like viewers. That's a better one. You have your regular viewers, people mm. who tune in regularly and they appreciate your stuff. They appreciate the stuff we put out, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it's funny, like it, your last move is the only thing that matters, you know. Yeah. So like we put up the three tiers of doping video yesterday. First video with Alex. Uh, actually, it's funny if you look for comments on Alex and that's so funny, like yeah. just some jokes. But uh, Alex did a great job and we're really happy. So we'll be getting to a lot of the work. But it's, it's you know, people people's impressions are so decisive, you know, the like the comments are some of them are funny. Like you get oh, some of them are so funny. They're, they're the ones you expect. Yes. Um, we were going to do a reacting to the comments video, but there's no real reason to do it. Um, and we have so many other videos for next week that we probably just don't have time. Mm -hmm. But there is a comment. There's a few comments actually about uh, it's not just the drugs. Their technique is so good. And then you're like, well, when you look at the papers and you look at that kind of contact and their second pull where they lean way back, mm -hmm. it's actually very, very non-efficient. Yeah. And it pushes the barbell further out in front of them. And the deviation from the center line is worse than when you make like the Eastern European style pull. People don't understand that though. Like yeah. people just blatantly don't. They see the really smooth lifting style mm -hmm. and it appears so smooth because it's under so much muscular tension. Yeah. Um, but they just, they, and it's not their fault. They just say like, oh my God, look at how smooth it is. Yeah, yeah. It, the people don't understand in spite of or because of. And, you know, people look at success and they're like, well, you couldn't possibly be anything in between, you know. Mm. The one problem is that at YouTube, and it's basically the problem with the human psyche, is that you, and it's the reason we're, we're here this long, it's the reason we came back after, at one point, a, there was a mega eruption. They reckon there's about 5,000 breeding pairs of humans left. What? Yeah, in Africa. There's a huge lake there now. Uh, a lake something Toba. Something Toba, I think. Manitoba. Might be Manitoba. Uh, there was a, basically a, a super eruption wiped out all but the thing was about about f between five and ten thousand breeding pairs of humans left fuck me I mean, there was a genetic bottleneck and they can kind of see you know ancestrally that bottleneck yeah and uh so obviously we're very good at adapting and surviving as a species i am so glad you brought up this topic because i can yeah. see you, i can see you going back to weightlifting now yes we need to talk about this for no, a second shut up a second but uh hold that you shut you shut right up <laughs> you shut right up for a second uh, but you only see the bad things you know yeah and there's 10,000 views in that video and loads of positive comments, you know, but you only see the bad ones. And I was talking with Seb and Zach about this. It's funny, like, but you hear Joe Rogan talk about it and he said he just doesn't look at the comments, you yeah. know. Loads of new subscribers from that video, like 100, 200 in the last day, yeah. you know, from that. So the top comments, and I think it's one of my favorite comments that we've ever gotten. It's don't change, lads. The channel is going to grow. Yeah. Don't let that stop you from being dangerous, you know. Uh, it's nice. I love it. That's great comments. I love you know? it. Yeah, people don't like... People don't like when you talk about things they have an affinity to. You can still enjoy it, but if the truth ruins it for you, 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 yeah, you've been misinformed. Like. And if you're the kind of person who reacts badly to being for a truth to be revealed to you, then you have a lot of issues. It's like when people go and they figure out that, like, oh, Jesus, the meat that's in my burger is horrendous meat. Mm -hmm. You know, it's being power hosed off a carcass. Mm -hmm. Like, if you haven't realized that before, and now you can't enjoy a burger because mm -hmm. you're eating that shite, like, yeah. That's an issue with you, not the issue with the how the burger is made. Yeah, like if it's... Like if you didn't realise they had to kill chickens for you to have chicken nuggets and now you feel all guilty and you don't think anyone should eat chicken nuggets, that's mm -hmm. your fault. 
not anyone else's. What was the evolution thing you were talking about? Oh, yeah. I forget. This is great. Right. It was on a little post on my screen, but I had to move it this morning. Um, so, you know, they think about like these cavemen, um, like Homo, whatever, and then you basically evolve and it's like this straight line going from like something that looks like an ape and they gradually become more erect and they're more upright and their brain is kind of getting bigger, the space mm-hmm. in their head is getting bigger. Yeah. So say two or three evolutions in of that, right? Where you have something that's like quite upright, but they still have the big fuck off caveman head up in them. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Neanderthal. Yeah. Around that time, they just expected, or all the other skull evidence says that like Neanderthal, it's a reduced brain volume within the head, uh, increased skull thickness, really big protruding brows. Like they all look like Joe Rogan, except more caveman. And taller. And taller. Well, no, probably same height if not short in Joe Rogan. Yeah. But so they looked like that and they thought the next step on from that then was uh, the human form where they really get the reduced brows um, and they have like a face that looks more similar to mine or yours. Mm-hmm. And they have much well, larger mine, but brain volume. Uh, but there was a guy, a grandfather, I think it was in Malaysia somewhere. Mm-hmm. Grandfather on his deathbed a few months ago. Had a pet Neanderthal in the basement. You are so close to it. It's not even funny. No fucking way, go on. He said to one of his grandkids, Mm -hmm. as he was dying on his deathbed, he said, there's a well on the farm. There's a caveman skull in there that I've been hiding there for years. The skull is 104,000 years old. Go on. And it has like the same brain volume as a human, Mm -hmm. but it still has all the facial features. So it's the missing link in between those two things. Go away. Mental. There was probably three different hominids walking around at one point. So there was yeah. like Homo sapiens, Zenosovians and Neanderthal. Yeah. And we just fucked up everyone up basically. I competed them. It's great, murders. isn't it? A lot of banging went down too apparently. Yeah. Denisovians are very well adapted to higher climates. Not higher climates, higher altitudes, not higher mm. climates. So like further up the, the the mountains. Yeah. I find that so interesting, the fact that there was just different species of human walking around. Do you know when we yeah. walk around town at lunch here? Mm-hmm. There's some weird looking heads. Yeah. But realistically, everyone's the exact same. You know, like there's no... Well... Besides your man who dances in front of the buskers. Sorry, like... He's different. <laughs> they, yeah, there's just... People are so different, it's not even crazy. Like, it's very hard to yeah, say. Yeah, but imagine if they were just different species. Yeah, but like... It's almost like some people are different species, though. Like, Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely... I definitely feel not very close to certain people. Go on. No, you know, you just get this feeling <laughs> when you're hanging out with someone and you're like, we're fucking not the same, really. I, last week, I just want to clarify something, you know. So, oh, you know, I said you were Christ. the most unreliable but reliable person. Yeah. I feel like people deserve an example of, of what I'm right. talking about. So, for example, I asked Fitz for the last four days to bring me in a long sleeve t-shirt. Three days. And Three you, days. And you brought it on the fourth day. And on yeah. the fourth day... He did bring it in. Yeah. No, but on the fourth day, you brought it in, right? But if, for example, I got a knife fight with a load of badgers, yeah. you'd be the first person I'd call. I have no doubt. If, for example, I'd kill someone and I needed to hide the body, <laughs> Fitz would be the first person I would call. Because there's other people I could call who'd be very level-headed, right? But they mightn't be the best person to deal with that situation, right? Now, there's other people who'd help me hide the body. But Fitz would be the best person who would help me successfully <laughs> hide the body. 
because not only would he be calm under the pressure, but he would be very logical under that pressure in a weird way that would be concerning. In See, a weird way where you'd probably feel bad about being friends with me afterwards. You'd be because you just think of stuff on the spot that you'd be like that. It, you know what fits that actually is a good idea. We should yeah. we'll try that. Or you'd have seen something before and you'd remember it. And you'd be like, no, this is how they got caught, <laughs> so, we, so we won't get caught. And more importantly, I could trust you to never tell anyone ever. On your never. deathbed, you wouldn't even tell people. No. You'd just be like, right, let's see you later, and then you'd be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a start mouth breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one more cigarette. One more cigarette, please. That's mad. He hiding it. That people think people say in their dead pet like. People need that kind of perspective in everyday life though. Yeah. You need to understand that it'll, it'll you know. To happen. be honest, right? Yeah. If I'm holding a secret, mm-hmm. I get so much. Mm-hmm. I get so much from knowing that I'm the only person that knows. That's a bit weird. I am. I do yeah, though. Yeah. Like I genuinely get that sense of like, oh yes, this is mine. The last thing I do. As my fucking dying thing would be to give something away. Yeah, yeah, because you've no, you've no idea of the repercussions of that. And also, there's no advantage to doing it. Yeah. If you're going to lose out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're dying, like. If I had a secret, like where, whatever, Joe, where a million quid was buried in the ground, and then, and nobody around me really needed it. Mm-hmm. I just love to slip off, being the only person who knew. There is that treasure buried somewhere in America, or rumors of this treasure. Oh yeah, the very rich. So yeah, apparently somebody found it. Did they? Um, what's the name of it? The Imagine really rich eccentric Owen Wilson in the movie where he goes diving. What's his fucking name? Elon Musk. No, 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 no. Jeff Bezos. This, uh, this is one of the most interesting stories you'll ever hear, right? Um, the name of the treasure is your man's second name, right? Sachs. Fen. Fen's Fen's treasure. Yes. If if you're listening Who to this found it? and you haven't. Um, oh, Forrest Fenn allegedly hit what expert says made it. Oh, yeah. hit. No, oh, yes. So Fenn is the guy, um, this multi-millionaire. But there's been people die out in the woods looking for it. And it, there's like a whole... I'd have no pity for those. Online community yeah, yeah, um, of like Fenn people. And they're trying... It's like a mixture of like gold, diamonds, jewels, all this stuff mm-hmm. that's buried out in the hills. Do you know what? What's, here's a massive tangent for you, but do you know what's um, very interesting? Go on. Irish mythology. Yeah. Like folklore is, and I'm not talking about recent folklore, but like Celtic folklore. Yeah. There was a, a race. and Tiernan and Og. It's very violent. Yeah. We got the watered down version. Oh, it's yeah. It's massively violent. Uh, but there is, they, they used to think there was this race of other beings that used to live with us called the Fomorians, little Aggressive goblin people. I, mean, uh, wipe, wipe. I, can, I can understand the feeling of living with one of those. <laughs> I don't think I watch your mother like that. Oh my god, I'm talking about you. Um, they, <laughs> they uh, well, supposedly the, the humans wiped them all out. Yeah. Yeah, Irish mythology, it's very aggressive, very violent. Everyone is d- killing everyone. Everyone's killing everyone. Yeah. There's a, a myth about Coo Cullen, mm-hmm. um, how he got the name Coo Cullen. Yeah. So, Coo like hound of of Cullen, mm-hmm. and Coo Cullen killed the hound with a dog and or with a hurley and a slitter, um, which for those of you not in Ireland is like a big hockey stick made of timber yep. and a slitter is a rock hard ball made of leather, um, and apparently he poked the slitter into the dog's mouth and then he became the dog of Cullen because your man lost a good guard dog and he wanted someone yeah. to mind the party. Yeah. My favorite part about that story is, and I don't know why this has stuck with me for the last. 20 years 
So when he walked out of the house, he was poking the slater up in the air. Yeah. And like catching it before it hit the ground. Like just keep going up for the whole thing. I don't know why that stayed with me. They made it seem really like mythical or eccentric or whatever he was doing, you know. He was just literally hitting it straight up and then catching it again, you know. That's very simple. It's very simple, I know, but yeah. I don't know why that stuck with me so much. I can't remember how to describe it. The um the cool thing about like so Tyrion and Og for non Irish people, uh, was it's like this mythical land that exists in, in Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where all these stories would have happened. But around the west of Ireland, and particularly in Kerry and South Kerry, there's like uh, Block O'Sheen, like the Way of O'Sheen, which is like this path up through the mountains, which is a back road back into South Kerry. Um, then there's like, there'd be a big, huge stone up in the middle of a wood, and that would be like the last place O'Sheen went and slept before X, Y, and Z, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they're inherently linked to the landscape, which is... I enjoy it. Yeah, there's it's like going on the um, it's like going on the Lord of the Rings tour if you're in in New Zealand, except it's all folklore and they didn't make a, a movie about it. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings actually happened. Like, but um, do do you ever wonder what Ireland would be like if we hadn't been colonized for eight hundred years? Do you ever wonder how different we'd be? Jesus, I'd say on a serious note now. Yes, we'd be the exact same as we were eight hundred years ago. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's impossible to know what we'd be like. I think we could be very like the Scandinavians because realistically we've been colonized multiple times, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, the Vikings had been here. The Normans had been here. It was the feckin' Tans when they showed up ruined the place. Yeah. They f- I think we could look like Finland or Sweden and we'd have our, our affairs in order. We'd have our affairs incredibly in order for it. See, like- the whole thing now is, is we've all turned into pissheads, like. Yes. Because yes. the English oppressed us for so long. Yeah. Sure, we're just trying to have a bit of crack now. Like eight hundred years is so long. Yeah. In fairness to the people who took over the country after the uh, the independence was recovered, it was one of the fastest growing economies in Europe for like the fifties, sixties, and seventies. Ireland. I was watching a video on Singapore the other day. Ireland is one of the highest GDP in the world. Yeah, a lot of people would argue about that. Why? I'm not going to argue with you. I don't know. Oh yeah. People, but they do though. Just because of like multinationals and stuff, there people are trying to argue. Yeah. My. Oh, there's this weird change in the last few years and like COVID has accelerated it. Where we have... Where you wash your hands too much. No. <laughs> where you get vaccinated. Where there's like um, real... Anti, real Americanized anti-government individuals are becoming quite prolific online. My God, yeah. And it's sickening to see because it's so not Irish. It's yeah. really not Irish. Um Irish people, no, as a, as a people, you know, it's impossible to describe everyone, but I'd say not rash would be a way of describing no. people. Aren't. Ag- aggressively central. Yes. Not rash in terms of dealing with stuff. Um, you know, it took 800 years before the freedom was gotten. <laughs> yeah. No, but so there's, it's it's very obtuse. It's very like, it's, it's the opposite of Irish culture where we'll see these people, for example... There is anti-vaxxers at the moment calling up restaurants. So anyone outside Ireland obviously is going to notice. But recently, so there's been a vaccine passport kind of introduced across Europe where you get like a QR code and you scan it. You scan it. No, not scan it. Scan it. And it comes up and it shows if you've been vaccinated or not, you know. Yeah. And so indoor dining still isn't allowed for unvaccinated people. And last Monday, indoor dining was started mm-hmm. uh, for fully vaccinated people. And loads of people, loads of businesses were kind of divided. Loads of them said they weren't going to do it. About half of them ended up opening 
any kind of restaurants or pubs or whatever and lo- some of them are saying they don't want to do that to people they don't want to please people some people made a very rational argument and I, I can see where they're coming from and it definitely makes sense like we shouldn't be policing people's actions based on their medical decisions or whatever you know and it, it does make sense things do spiral like and I do agree yeah. with that um, but there's a very aggressive group of like anti-vaxxers people we see them every day out the window and signing the bridge so they've been making loads of fake bookings Uh, one restaurant said they had something like 60 fake bookings in an evening so it's really well organised that is a disgrace Uh, so there was a thing recently as well this week so our president God God bless him is an absolute scholar he's a saint Michael D. Higgins a very intelligent man the figurehead of Ireland the president of Ireland is, is just a figurehead but he has some legislative power where he signs in new bills so he reviews them and he can refuse bills if he believes mm-hmm. they're unconstitutional or he can send them to the courts to review if they are constitutionally in line with what our constitution says you know so recently he's had i think in the last week nine new pieces of legislation coming with the deadline due within a few days and he's ignited them to review you know yeah and he rightly has said this is too many Obviously, a shitload of work goes into reviewing them. I've no doubt he's a man who does his due diligence. Yeah. This is his most important job, you know. Mm. And it, it could be argued that governments will do this to rush through pieces of legislation that they don't want fully reviewed, you know. Yeah. If there's a man, you won't force his hand. Oh, no, I'd say not. Uh, so he, he has rightly pointed out, reprimanded the government or whatever, or put in his complaint that he's saying that this is too many pieces of legislation. This is too much in such a short period of time. And loads of people were like, you know, what's this fat major getting paid for and stuff? Like, you know, this is his only job. You know, he's paid well enough, you know. Uh, like, our taxes are paying for this. Chances are these people aren't even working. No. You know, it's it's a really weird kind of... And it's kind of, unfortunately, I feel like in Ireland, it's kind of the fault of the government. Um, because <laughs> just the in the last, like, 20 years... A lot of our generation now would be people posting online, you know, like yeah. millennials plus or minus, yeah, plus fifteen years, probably not minus fifteen years realistically. Are people who have would have grown up with the Celtic Tiger and would have uh, become inundated with politics or introduced to politics through just cronyism, you know, just true sheer. Like we we're only talking yesterday that one point during a tribunal. Our Minister for Finance said he didn't have a bank account, you know, so we, we absolute cowboys is what we call absolute them in Ireland. Absolute cowboys, yeah. So, so this is kind of less this remnant of, and it's just like the last few years has become very aggressively apparent that some people are like, this is uh, real anti-government stuff. So no matter who in government, if any of them complain, they're always wrong. They're always gobshites. Yeah. Uh, like, And yet as a, as a government, like as different governments have gone through in the last even say since um since 2008, you know, since the financial bust, they've still done some great things. Yeah. Like, and recovered an economy mm-hmm. that was absolutely on its knees. But people don't care. Like, if you're yeah. a contrarian, you're a contrarian. Like, if you want to yeah. object to everything, you'll object to everything. If you think X is wrong, Y will be wrong as well. Yeah. That's just the way people are. There's a lot of good legitimate arguments about some stuff that they've really fucked up, you know? So yeah, like, like the health service. Oh, they were absolute cowboys. They yeah. still are absolute cowboys. Yeah. Like the housing stuff, like that. Like it is. They have hugely dropped the ball on a lot of things, you know. But like running a country, I'm sure is very difficult. More countries get it wrong than correct, you know. Um, 
if you want to look at it, for those of you who don't know Michael D. Higgins or Miggle D. Higgins, as he's affectionately known in Ireland, our president has a speech about Donald Trump and it's called the How Dare You speech. Mm-hmm. And it is a phenomenal piece of writing yes. and orating. He's a genuine, he's a scholar, like he's a yeah, genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, um, yeah, it's just, there's just this breed of people who would be like, oh, just fucking fuck the government and all this kind of shit. But they're the same people who think you should squat every day, like, you know, you're you're dealing with the same thing of like, yeah. no, my, I'm special. Mm-hmm. I am, I have figured something out. Like, it's the same person who will go online and be like, you know, now what will actually... Uh, cure the scabies you're after picking up when you were in Bali mm-hmm. is um is some milk butter or buttermilk mm-hmm. and rub it into your skin and you wait until it goes off. Like they're those same people. They it's it's how you do one thing is how you do everything. If they're going to question anything, they'll question absolutely everything you could possibly throw at them. Yeah. And I've no time for that. There's a thing in uh, stoicism where one of the parts that they're teaching whatever they say in the morning They'll say, write, you know, they, they're big on writing things down, but it's like, today, it's like an affirmation. You'll say, today I will deal with the idiots, degenerates, cretins, and fools. Yeah. And so I won't overreact with it. And I'll understand that some people just are yeah. idiots, basically. And it's like something you have to deal with, you know. So it's 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 just funny. Like, the YouTube comments <laughs> just bringing it back around to the YouTube comments. Like, it never... Garf, some of those comments are so funny. Like, it's they genuinely are hilarious. Yeah. They've just picked the like. It's just, it's just so funny. Like it's just, oh my god! It just, it's how serious they take the things, you know, yeah. and how aggressive people get with them. Somebody said, um, we shouldn't have made the video because we didn't have enough, like, uh, genuine, never be he- heard of before truths. Like so, mm-hmm. because we weren't out there and because we had no unique facts. Mm-hmm. Even though there's loads of unique things that nobody would have heard of before in that, you know. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. points of view, yes. which is basically what the video was, was a point of view on something mm-hmm. that you shouldn't have made that video. Like, that's, you're only allowed to make a video if you have something new to talk about. And then you click onto your man's channel and zero videos. Yeah. So obviously he has nothing to talk about. Oh, oh hang on, I'm in the wrong video. There was a new comment there saying we shouldn't put like Xi Jinping in the uh, the title, so it was like, uh, "I like your show and do not dispute what you're saying about peds, but you should not use Xi Jinping's photograph as a cover photograph for your podcast on doping. It looks like you're accusing him specifically because we are obviously, and you don't have any evidence at all about him. It's potentially a libelous and slander statement. Like if I had a blog post on organized crime in Ireland and I posted your pictures as a cover." I don't think you'd like it very much because there's an implication there. Well, if, Jesus, if, lads. If, <laughs> I was ru- if I was running guns like and I was uh, robbing banks and you did that. I, you know what? Yeah. If we were, it's the, the old adage of like, if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck. Mm-hmm. If I was looking like a duck and walking like a duck and someone said, Fitz, are you a duck? Yeah. I'd be like, um, well, how dare how you? How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? So like, I think in a sport where... You could conceivably say over 80% of those people are on drugs right now. Yeah. Like, on the right now they're on drugs. Mm-hmm. And then the person who wins it, that's not, you're not taking this huge leap. It'd be like, Garfi, you wearing a green t-shirt? Yes. It'd be like, how, how dare you? How dare you assume I'm wearing a green t-shirt? Yeah, yeah. Even though I can see you're wearing one now. Well, I just had a funny image in my head of you in the woods and a paparazzi photo of you in a giant duck suit and you being oh like my God. really aggressive at the camera. How dare you yeah. say I'm wearing a duck suit? 
How dare you? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. the doping thing really gets people going. And it's obviously more plates, more dates. You know, if anyone doesn't know him, he's a huge YouTuber. He's grown literally tens of thousands of new subscribers a month. Yeah. And it's loads. Most of these people don't take or use any performance enhancing drugs. And people are convinced they're the authority on stuff now. Yeah. Which is very unfortunate because they're not the people helping people track. No, they don't know no, anything no, about no, us. No. Like, the Greg Dusset is another one who plays back and forth with more plates, more dates, you know? Yeah. And there's uh, one guy was like, they even tell you how to pass drug tests and Greg Dusset thinks people in the Olympics are on drugs because they test people like, they yeah. don't know anything. Yeah. They know yeah, nothing yeah. about this, you know? No, they're but, bodybuilders. Like, and in, yeah. in Greg's case, he was a professional bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. He would have never had to pass a drug test in his life. And then, Derek like, has some great stuff. I think he particularly when he was putting out videos first had some phenomenal informational videos. Yeah. But they were never he never claimed to be anything more than that. He'd be like, What it's like to be on testosterone. Yeah, he does he doesn't know anything about how sports work. He doesn't no, no, he's no, no first no, no. he doesn't do any sports. He's never been involved in national sports. He doesn't know any athletes. Anyone who does fragrance reviews on their channel can't be involved in sport. Like No, like so and people make him with the authority and stuff then, you know. And it's like look it's not his fault. He and he never claims it either. He makes videos, but it's funny. It's funny how into people get into YouTubers, and it's funny yeah. how, uh, like, enamored people get with them. You know, with YouTubers and yeah. how much people get involved. But that's it's because people watch them so much. Like, you're conceivably talking about people listening to Greg talk or listening to Derek talk more than they would speak to their friends or more than they would speak to real people in real life. Oh shit, that's true actually. Never so, thought about that. Like that voice becomes a predominant predominant voice of other humans you interact with even though there's no interaction. And then when you comment, it's like why would I not comment this in the video? Sure I've been I've been talking to him for the last 8 hours. I was listening to him all day. Why would I not be allowed to comment exactly what I feel on this video? Jeez, that's that's on the ball fits. You should do like sports likes or something. It's mad, isn't it? That's mad. I never thought about that. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So they're not really interacting with other people. They're listening to this. But think about it, right? Yeah. I'm th- I'm th- oh, Fitz, I'm thinking about it. If they live with their boyfriend or live with their girlfriend. Come on now. And they go to... Come on. <laughs> all right. Come they, on. They meet up with their friend every night, right? Fitz. They're in work Fitz. all day. More than likely work. <laughs> Fitz. Okay, they go home and they talk to their mom, right? Fits. <laughs> Come on. like. But How's my posture? They, your posture's not great. No, it's not. I can feel it's not. It's yeah. the mic. It's too low. Um, Hang on, let me spread my man's plane here. So what happens, right? You go to work in the morning. Oh if you're God. commuting, you'll probably listen to a podcast or watch a YouTube video or something along those lines and you commute. Listen to heavy metal. Talking to, you're talking about probably an hour, right? Then you are in work. You're probably doing some focused work. You might be in meetings. Then you have another probably hour, two hours, three hours where you could possibly be listening to something. Mm-hmm. And then on the way home, you commute home and you listen to something else again. If somebody's on a big more plates, more dates buzz, right? Or mm-hmm. Seeker Trend buzz. There's enough content there where they can listen to four or five hours of content a day. Yes. For a long time. There's no fucking way that they're talking to their mom for four hours every night. That's very true. And then that becomes like the predominant because the voice that's in your head is the voice of the people around you, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not you think your internal dialogue is, is formed by you. Your internal dialogue has very, very little to do with you as a person. A lot of it is what gets bounced back at you or the feedback you get once you put something out there. So that's why I don't want to talk to people. Yeah, that's why you're so 
spiteful and uh, spineless because you're with me all the time. But that's what it is. So if you interact with a group of 10 people, um, you're some combination of all those 10 people and then possibly the people you had when you were being formed. But that's why the YouTube comments are so off the wall because their internal dialogue is formed by this entity. Why would they not be able to just be like, I fucking know everything here. I I know what's happening here. Yes. I've done the research. Yeah, yeah yes, yes, yes. Like... I hope there's people not listening to the podcast now thinking, wait, I listen to the lads all the time. Don't think you're not like that, babe. You're not like that at all. Hey, hey, you're fine. You're a grand Stay babe. Stay here. Don't you dare leave. I don't know. Really. I, don't you, know, you dare talk to real people. Yeah, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Take your finger away from that phone. I swear to God, if you're in the gym now and you're training and you've got to talk to real people, yeah. you've lost it. The, the, um, the, it's funny, you know, people are always asking us like, do you, do you ever listen to this person? They'll be like, or do you listen to Barbell Medicine or, or, Oh, people comment on live streams being like Jeffrey Shovelfield or yeah. whatever. Like. <laughs> yeah, Jamie <laughs> Thunderchuck Mc, McVeigh uh, has fourteen videos on this. Uh, what do you guys think? And be like the Bunderchuck training transfer. Yeah. It's like I have never heard of it. I'll I will listen to five minutes of more plates per date video. Remember, he talks about the same thing in every video. Stop listening. Always listen to Seb's Weightlifting News shows because they're great. They're, they're novel. Yeah. They're unique. Yeah. Well presented. Great. I listen to most of Zach's opinion stuff. Yeah. Don't really listen to his um, technical things. Um, but I always listen to his opinion stuff. Love his hot takes and yeah. stuff. Great for, great for those. The odd time, very rarely now, I'll see a Renaissance periodization video Mike is real talking and I'll, uh, if it's something that interests me like pre or post workout nutrition, I'll have an old gawk just to see. And everything else I listen to is completely untrained related so about 10% of the stuff I listen to is related to uh, is training basically right we have my YouTube history open here right and we obviously have the yesterday's drug video because we were looking at the comments on that because we were going to do a video on it right after that you have why you shouldn't shoot in a weighted gun vice shells for your shotgun choosing the right shotgun shell is the 410 becoming a legitimate hunting cartridge the 4570 can fight wars, adorn mantles and fill your freezer. Then we have QI. Then we have somebody killing an alligator with a blowgun. Then we have more QI. Then we have five drugs I'd never try and why from psych substances. Then we have uh, why you shouldn't shoot with a weighted gun vice again. Then we have Adam Savage, one of the co-producers or co-hosts of Mythbusters, making a giant life-size white White shark, great white shark. You're watching Clock Off again, you dirty little. Oh, I was watching Clock Off, yeah. You're such and a little And then we have loads of, loads of country and western. Uh, oh, I'll... and somebody, somebody shooting a giraffe with a BMG. No way. <laughs> Jesus Christ, an actual giraffe. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Jesus. To be fair, if there's an animal big enough to... Tell people what a BMG is. That's uh, a 50 caliber Browning machine gun round. <laughs> Jesus Size fuck. your fucking hand. So yeah. some, some of mine are... Uh, the math problem with a one million dollar prize for solving it's very this is very interesting now right so there's one there's about uh, it's about 16 different maths problems that some foundation in the early 2000s said i'll give you a million dollars if you can solve these yeah uh some of them have been solved uh, most of them haven't been solved <sighs> one of them which is a very interesting one right is it's it's p equals np obviously p equal doesn't equal np but essentially what the issue with p equals np is is can a problem that is solvable 
can it be solved if you know a formula that can solve all problems or does the problem that is solvable some of them are they fundamentally so different that you have to go through all possible scenarios to solve it so there's no generic formula that you could possibly solve them with for you example fucking ruined my weekend what's the name of that video it's uh, the math problem with a one million dollar prize for solving so basically this would be for example you would have this would be very useful now if you had something like trying to solve cancer or just trying to fix some part of cancer yeah. right because if you're looking at if you ever heard of protein folding mm-hmm. so protein's folding different yeah, ways yeah. and there's literally hundreds of thousands of different ways things can fold you know and is the only way to solve this by, for example, doing each one of those folds in a, in a software? Or is there a particular formula that you could figure yeah. out that would let you know if it was solvable sooner, basically? Yes. So instead of having three billion lines of code, mm-hmm. you could have 20 lines of code. Obviously, this would change the human race if someone really solved yeah. this. Another one would be, for example, you're a delivery driver. Yeah. Three different houses. Yeah. You're in a in a generic suburban block, so there's multiple different squares yeah. or whatever in America. What's the fastest route between those? Is we're, it we're gonna hold on this point once you finish talk. Is it by going through each one of them or is there a particular route? So you, you could say you could measure the distance, you know, but some of them are more simple than others to kind of conceptualize. But it's a very interesting problem and obviously no one has solved it yet. On the point of the delivery drivers, right? Go on. UPS mm-hmm. in the US, obviously a huge company. Yes. Thousands and thousands of vans on the road. Impossible to deal with. Right? It, crazy expensive to deal with over here. But UPS, if they could like if they could save one percent of each van's trip every day, that's thousands of dollars or tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. So UPS vans are targeted to never take a left turn. So when they're route planner goes in because when you take a left turn obviously they drive on the incorrect side of the road in the US Mm -hmm. when you take a left turn that van is stationary for a bit longer than if you just did a slightly longer route and went kept doing kind of circles around the right hand side so all of their software is set up that their routes are planned to never take left turns that's fucking isn't that mad that's so intense yeah I love it that's so intense their camping I love it they don't have lots of murder yeah, that chapter stuff. Murder. Lots of murder. Uh, lots of Johnny Harris. Mine would be heavily on the that chapter um, yes. murder stuff. Johnny Harris makes unbelievable. I don't know him at all. You would like him, um, okay? But he's a journalist. But he makes just unbelievable videos on stuff. You'd like okay. the subjects, but you just wouldn't like Johnny Harris. Okay. He's a former Mormon. No, no, you. That's nothing. To you've do told with me it. I wouldn't like people before, and you. Been right every time. <laughs> then we've had John McAfee's speech about government tanks, boxes, corruption, and <laughs> cryptocurrency. Uh, why the stock market lost one trillion dollars for thirty six minutes? On the point of John McAfee, yeah, 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 he lost his mind. Yeah, I did, yeah, didn't he? But he also since he also said to his wife that I'm not going to kill myself in jail, and then he killed himself. We better even stop talking about that, or we'll be attacked. Then we stuff like China's economy. What's his weak spot? Uh, Henry Kissinger. How Biden should handle China. Um, loads of it oh that was when I was doing the videos so yeah it's, uh, it's more weightlifting. thing I'd, uh, a bit of Ryan Dengler the other time I, I listened he to he makes a, great vlogs Ivan Jurek too I listened to yeah. a lot of um, bit of the South Africa stuff was very interesting tried some of the Andrew Huberman podcast don't like his I way of him. presenting stuff and the subject matter is very interesting but mm-hmm. uh, it's not really Lad Bible have a great YouTube as well very interesting minutes with Lad Bible. Some of those stuff I send them to you, but you never watch them. Cause, no, because it'd be like gangster got shot in the face. Talked Garf- about it. No, wait, two seconds. Yeah, Garf would 
so you have to picture it's Sunday morning, right? Yeah. Uh, Garf's had a, a prosperous Saturday. Mm-hmm. He's out doing things. He's bringing the dogs for a walk. They went to the beach. Yeah. Dara has had a Saturday probably on a mini digger somewhere. And then he went on the lash afterwards with the lads. And it's now quarter to ten on Sunday morning. And Dara's phone buzzes. He's still wearing his pants from the night before. Phone buzzes. It's about to die. S- stumble over to the edge of the bed, plug in the phone, and I look at it. That's like Libyan man who was uh, abused as a child uh, has a bomb placed in his mouth, and the bomb goes off. <laughs> Fifteen minutes, and it's just like the bomb placed in my mouth, yeah. and uh, the They're just the most harrowing videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like I, I, I fully don't know What you want me to I see the title And I don't even Fucking reply Like Oh my god Then we've got like The Korean Zodiac Killer case uh, Oh that's a very good one That's actually a great a Great one. That's, That chapter um, That chapter For anyone who likes True crime A bit of a brawl in Japan Is quite good Do you know who I used to watch A lot of And who? you got me onto him Was um, Bald and Bankrupt Bald and Bankrupt But he hasn't put up A video in months Yeah Hasn't put up a video in months I don't know why I haven't been watching him. His backstory really irritates me because I want to know what it is. Yeah. Why doesn't he live in the UK anymore? What's going on? I saw this really interesting analysis one time and it got me down. I love a good conspiracy theory. Like, like on, you love it. On you really do. On stuff that's not relevant to stuff. Yeah, you know? no, it, this is, it's the kind of contrarian you are where you're like, no, the kind of thing you take really matters. <laughs> and you're like, if it doesn't matter, you're like, it really matters. It's always on trivial stuff. Yeah. It's never about like, it wouldn't be like about vaccines or anything. No, no. It's never about important It'll be things. like the source of your turmeric in, yeah. your, uh, in your spices. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, I, I wouldn't, no way would I use freeze-dried turmeric. But this, this one was the, there was, so this guy, he was like, a security analyst or whatever, a former like kind of security worker, and uh, he's not a bouncer at the nightclub now, an actual security worker supposedly. So he was like, to me, it looks like a lot of bald and bankrupt actions look like someone who's been trained. So the way he de-escalates situations, the way he talks to security personnel, the way he talks to people, he said that looks like stuff we learned when we were learning stuff, how to interact. Right. He said he also said so. Bald and bankrupt is a UK. He's a U, he's originally from England. Yeah. Uh, for, anyone who does, for anyone who doesn't know And The dude pointed out That every country Bald and Bankrupt's ever been to And he lives in Hungary Or Every country he's been to Are countries who don't have Extradition laws With the UK Yes So he's wondering What happened He'd love to know Yeah I, I, I would love to know as well Yeah I That kind of stuff Just titillates me uh, On a, a quick point right Because I know it's come up A few times in the last few weeks When we call someone a tan Yes it's nothing to do with their race or their skin colour or anything. A tan is an English person. Yes. Because there was black and tans yes. who were a shower of bastards and they were English soldiers who came over. Well, tell them why it's black and tans. So, bas- so basically, the, the, the English ran yeah. out of soldiers to be sending to Ireland when the War of Independence was on. Mm-hmm. So they took out people from prison who were like rapists, murderers, the shit scum of life. Yeah. And they sent them to Ireland Until in these then. battalions they didn't even have uniforms, so they used to have mismatched uniforms. So they have black pants, tanned coats, or, or vice versa, and they were called the black and tans. Yeah, so they got, they, made, they brought them over in their name, the auxiliaries or whatever. So yeah. it's... Uh, <sighs> Jeez, if there's a grave, you'd piss on. Absolutely. Right. Some of the stories are horrific. Have I told some of the stories in the podcast before? Yeah. Some of the stuff recently with the brothers. Did I tell them about the one... We're not. No way. We're not doing it. No, no, no. 
at thanks, but there was uh, one where they my god Gareth, we're not going there <laughs> okay thanks right, very much for listening now. to the podcast if you could maybe give next. us a great old rating on the podcast we'd really appreciate it yes um and thanks love you bye